Hey friends, thank you for pressing play and tuning into Women in Transition. I am your host, Tia Davidson, and you're invited to join me every week for transparent storytelling about life, love, and business. Get ready to laugh, to feel inspired, and challenged to get out of your comfort zone. We are all adjusting to this world of perfection experts doing it for the gram, when in real life, we're just out here trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. Hang on to our adult relationships, find the balance between side hustle and nine to five, and adjust to our new identities in marriage and parenthood. Each episode, I will help you see the growth and possibility in what's next. Are you in position for the next transition? Let's get into the show. Welcome back to Women in Transition with Tia Davidson. I am your host, and today I have a very special guest joining me today by the name of Sydney Chandler, aka the Batty Godmother. You may know her as being the dope Dallas native behind Batty Brunch, who curates amazing millennial event experiences where people of color can network, get dressed up, and be Jay Z and Beyonce for the day. Okay. <laughs> I love that. That's the best. That's what it is. And I know Sydney as a friend, a work wife, a creative sister who I can call when I need a second opinion on a project, when I want to be a little petty about my timeline, or even (laughs) crying hysterically, and I don't know why. Like, it literally (laughs) just happened, like, two days ago. Okay? Okay. I also know Sydney as a woman in transition, which is why I'm honored to have her as my very first guest. And and as I'm figuring out this podcast thing, because, you know, she got a little experience in that. Um, (laughs) But without further ado, Sydney, tell the people who you are as a woman in transition. First of all, that was like the hands down best intro I've ever received. of life. I need you to write that down and send it to me because um, I'm stealing it. Um, but hi, my name is Sydney Chandler and I'm a woman in transition because um, I transitioned from doing event planning on the side to making it a full-time job. I transitioned from North America to Europe uh, and I transitioned from kind of doubting myself to believing in myself. And I've transitioned what I started my Batty Brunch brand as in, in the beginning to what I'm trying to transition it into becoming now. Oh so my yeah, gosh. all types of transitioning. So many things, so many things. And I love it. I love it. So many different dimensions, so many different layers to you. And I'm going to try to catch the people up and then we're okay. going to break everything you just said all the way down. Sydney, I wanted to share your story because you do have experience as a woman who is, you know, doing things on the side and you also have a full-time career and you have your own story with doing that. And I also know as your friend and from a person on the outside looking in, how your life is constantly changing. And when we break this down, so many women will be able to relate on so many levels, especially now because we're in a pandemic where people are mm-hmm. starting side hustles, losing their job, getting new jobs. And some people are debating if they should even 
do their side hustle full time or may be regretting being a full time entrepreneur and wanting to find a job in their field. And you went through all of this before it was a nationwide thing. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Pre-pandemic transitions. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So how Sydney and I met, me and Sydney used to work together at a place. <laughs> I'm going to call it a place. <laughs> a place. A place. A it was place. not a strip club, but it was a place. It okay, was a place. it was not the strip club, but it was a place. And we, honestly, it it's not a lot of people of, of color that work there. And I remember seeing her in a meeting and looking at her because, again, like, I don't know many Black people <laughs> in right. this establishment. And so I looked at her, she kind of looked familiar. You know, you ever seen someone and you're like, she looks so familiar. And, and I was like, I feel like I know this girl, but it would be weird for me to like say something because we were legit in a meeting and she was not even looking at me. And so (laughs) I, so next thing I know, I'm on my timeline and I see the same girl that I saw at this meeting. And I was like, Hey, coworker. She instantly <laughs> messaged me and was like, you work at Demons? And I was like, yes, girl. <laughs> From there on, we set up a lunch date. We both had so much in common, still have so much in common because of her brand, Batty Brunch, and us both, you know, having the same passion about connecting millennial women. And yeah. we connected on a much deeper level ever since that day. Wouldn't you say? Did I did I get the you? Right you know, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head when she uh, when Tia when you hit me up on my in my DMs and you were like, "Hey, coworker," it freaked me out because in a good way because like you said, there were not really any women of color, right, who worked mm-hmm. there, let alone who were like on Instagram that you know whatever and who understood what having a side hustle even meant, you know, and I feel like when we did link up, we did go to lunch. It was just extremely refreshing because you weren't a weirdo. You weren't, you know, lame. You weren't shady. You weren't mean. You were just felt like an extension of myself, you know, and someone that I could confide in and, you know, ask advice of and stuff like that. So I am really blessed that you slid in my DMs that day. And look at us now. Look at at (laughs) us now, girl. So then you left me. And you left to do Batty Brunch full time, but you were going to take a break and go to Italy first. Like, yes. who does that, first of all? And I mean, seriously, I was like, you're going to Italy? Like, who quits <laughs> their job and go to Italy? So please tell us about that experience. Why did you decide to take a risk of leaving a corporate job to become a full time entrepreneur with Batty Brunch? What did you learn? What did you do in Italy? <laughs> and did you receive clarity on the Batty Brunch brand? And what was your plan when you returned to Dallas? That's a lot. No, but I got you. I'm following Okay, you okay. Um, so I quit my job because when I was, I think before you transition into any um, new role or any new experience, there's a moment of like self-reflection, right? You have to understand why you're wanting to transition, right? And so when I was um, in that role, when I started that role, it was a beginner role. I was I started off at the bottom of the totem pole, mm-hmm. and I always had plans on transitioning upward within the company, right? Mm-hmm. And so, after expressing 
that need and that want to, you know, upper management, they weren't really hearing me. Um, they weren't hearing me. They didn't have a role for me to kind of fit into. So I had to take matters into my own hands. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's weekly meetings with HR that I would put on her calendar. Right. All these like taking initiative, taking initiative, um, to like put myself where I needed to be so I could be happy in my role because I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. um, and after like sending them PR roles and event planning roles and all this kind of stuff and letting them know what I was passionate about, um, nothing ever moved. And out of frustration and annoyance, I was mm -hmm. like, fuck this shit. I'm about to do something crazy, right? So yeah. I looked at my finances. I was like, can I live? Like, can I eat? You know, I had baddie brunch. So I'm like, how many baddie brunches do I need to have so I can be able to afford to live? You know, all mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I just went into my boss's office, essentially. And I said, I love everything that you've taught me, whatever. I quit. And that was the most liberating thing I could have done. Yes. I felt like that was me betting on myself. Right. Yes. Yes. And I, yeah. So I'm not the most responsible person. So me betting on myself was like. That was a big deal. Was it even a plan? Like, did you know you were going to go in there that day? Or were you just like, I'm fed up? I knew I was going to go in that day because, you know, Batty Brunch, we took an annual trip to uh, Mexico. Okay. So I knew I was going to Cancun. They had told me that I could not borrow PTO, mm. right? Okay. You only can use the PTO that you've earned. And I had already depleted all my PTO and yeah. so she was like no there's no way you can borrow PTO and so I was like well I already got this trip planned so I gotta quit either I'm gonna quit or they're gonna let me go because either way yeah. I'm gonna mess it up yeah and so exactly two weeks to the day before I left for Cancun July 9th 2019 I walked in her office and I typed in my resignation handed it to her gracefully and um, two weeks later, I was out of that mud. I was gone. And my mom lives in Italy, for those of you okay. who don't know. That's the connection. So she, um, that's the connection. She does HR for um, a government uh, company. And that was my excuse to kind of go there. I could live somewhere for free. I yeah. didn't need a car, yeah. right? And so I just exited. You know, I yeah. went to Europe for six weeks. So from December 2nd to January 9th, I did um, Italy. I went to Italy. I went to London for New Year's Eve. I went to Germany. Oh I gosh. went to, within Italy, I went to Rome, Verona, Venice. Travel the world, girl. I did. And I've never, that was my first time being out the country. So that was a transition. Oh my gosh. Like a nine hour flight for, yeah. for me. That was insane. I remember looking at all your photos on Instagram, you know, following you in your journey. It, you just looked like you was like living the life, like carefree, <laughs> like, like literally like somebody had just set you free and you were just <laughs> <laughs> engulfing in the culture. <laughs> you were, I mean, I was like, who is this girl and how is she going to come back? Is she going to come back? Because I didn't want to. <laughs> you just looked like you were really enjoying yourself. I think, but honestly, I'm so glad that you said that because as soon as I was over there, it being my first time, like I really wanted to make the most out of that experience, right? Yes, and then I don't know if anyone has ever like traveled outside of the country with their mom, 
but that was a another experience too because we got closer you know I didn't know my mom I know she cursed like I do like we curse like sailors but we were talking about gold diggers and marrying for money I mean we were talking about all types of shit you know and so just seeing being there with my mom was an experience but on the flip side speaking of transition the one of the main reasons I went to Europe was to have a moment of clarity right Mm -hmm. I felt like when you quit your job when you were about to transition and then you're really on social media a lot people expect answers they expect a background story right they expect to know well what's next for batty brunch and I didn't have those answers. Mm-hmm. And so I felt the need to escape from expectations from others until I had the answers myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way that I could do that was to hop on a different time zone and um, be one with myself and, and really think I was alone a lot. Like mm. this pandemic shit, yes, that's alone, but I was alone, alone mm. in Europe with no car, right? Right. And I was broke over there. I wasn't balling in Europe. I had, I still had no money because I quit my job. And so it's mm-hmm. like having to like catch the train and walk, walk. Come oh. on now. Like a whole different situation. So um, Europe or Italy rather allowed me to sit along with myself. Um, and it allowed me to think, not just about baby brunch, right? But like if I even wanted to do baby brunch, mm-hmm. like a lot of times entrepreneurship is like the goal for millennials these days and like owning your own, buy back the block, all this cool <laughs> stuff. But I feel like in that moment, it's like, do I have the, you know, ability to work for myself, the accountability, the responsibility to answer to myself, or do I need to have things like healthcare, a steady paycheck? Um, but still be able to like, you know, be creative in my new role. And that's when I decided that I'm going to continue to keep the Batty Brunch brand on the side, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to start to look for employment, um, because that, I mean, poverty doesn't suit me. So, right. Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) It's not okay. Yeah. It's, it's not okay. So you kind of like shifted. So you had, you had a purpose or a plan or an idea when you went to Italy but allowing yourself to have that time to really think about your situation and what you wanted for yourself versus what you may have been influenced or felt like you were influenced to do by your audience or by your community to like dedicate more time to Batty Brunch, but instead like looking into yourself and really coming up with what you wanted to do. 100%. I love that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like no one really does that. You know, no. we do get, you mentioned a good point. We do like listen to the the audience a lot and we mm-hmm. want to provide for them. But then you're kind of stuck out like, well, what about if I'm not okay, then the brand won't be okay. Exactly. So you got to, you have to step away. Exactly. You have to. I'm so glad that you did that. So what, um, so what was your plan when you returned to Dallas? Like, yeah. So, so in Italy, I decided, so in Italy, there were, um, you can go to the restaurants or whatever. Mm-hmm. There were like the, there weren't these overly large group of events. You know how in, in Texas or even mm-hmm. in America, like you have a 200 person event, like your shit is lit. Like that's yeah. how you know your shit was p- popping. Yeah. But over there, I was in Vicenza, Italy to be specific, very like small kind of country town. And they were happy with the table of 10. You know, mm. Italians have large families. Yes, so yes. 
table of 10 was like their shit, you know? And so I was, and they enjoyed each other's company. And so over there I started to realize maybe a 50 person brunch isn't <laughs> what I want to do, you know? Think about right. how overwhelming it is to plan, host, curate, all that shit for 50 women, right? Um, and so, so maybe that's not where I want to go. Maybe I should do something way more intimate where when I leave the event, I know the names of the women who I was yes. dining with, right? Yes. Um, maybe I can provide some type of whatever. And so that's when I text you, I think. Uh, I text you mm-hmm. and I was like, Tia, I have this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do intimate yep. dining experiences, um, networking experiences, and not with 50 women. I'm thinking about doing supper. And so mm-hmm. that's when the idea of, you know, is it going to be the supper series or the Chandler concept? Like, what names are we going to go with? Mm-hmm. Um, that's when that was born. And so on top of that, I knew that an intimate dining experience and smaller events, I could still have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And so the motivation became, you need to provide for yourself. Yes. Side hustle is great, but that's mm-hmm. more so for the people. Yep. You need to be able to eat because if you're in famine, how can you show up to anybody's event? You know yep. what I'm saying? So as soon as I got back to America, I went full force, updated mm-hmm. my resume. I applied everywhere. I took interviews. I was practicing interviewing questions. I think you and I had a conversation as well about mm-hmm. what questions to ask, you know, mm-hmm. on an interview and just really geared myself back up to like transition into the workforce again, but this time I was very committed to working in a field that I was passionate about. That part. So it was all about finding event planning roles, event management roles, like all that type of stuff. And that's how I got full circle. Yes. Back at Macy's, right? Because I started Macy's in 2012. Right. And then I ended up back at Macy's. I want to even take it before we even get to the Macy's part, the part of you coming back to Dallas and going through the interviewing process and trying to get into the field because your previous job was in a different, your previous corporate, you know, experience was with in the fashion industry. And so for people who are, you know, maybe don't have, you know, the skill set, um, the formal skill set, to put on a resume or feel like that they could put on a resume to get into an industry that they want to be in. How did you use your side, side, I say side hustle, but you was legit running a whole business, but you know, your side thing to get you into this, you know, industry that you really were passionate about and that you had side experience with. Yeah. So that's important. I'm glad you asked that question. So the first thing um, I would say is I kind of just, cause I was, I doubted myself a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Pivoting careers is mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. Like if you've worked, like you said, if you've worked in the retail buying industry or retail industry in general for, you know, six years, and now you want to start planning events for people. Mm-hmm. What experience do you have to speak to? Exactly. You know, and I doubted myself. I'm like, well, I've never worked. You know what I'm saying? I never did events like as a paid gig, you know, mm-hmm. it's always been something that I just like to do. Then I had to start thinking. I think even you kind of, you know, lit a fire under my ass and was like, bitch, you do events. Like, you know, like <laughs> that is what you do. 
whether you get paid to do it or not, that's what you do. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit, I am an event planner, you know, <laughs> I guess I do have the experience. And so I added the Baddie Brunch to my resume, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to touch on the resume in a second, but I added Baddie Brunch to my resume and looked up what are the, what are the, the bullet points under a typical event planner job description? Mm-hmm. Of those bullet points, what of those have I been doing? Okay, I've, I've procured vendors. I've locked in venues. I've done site visits and graphic design. You know, I've, I've done yep. all these things. Mm-hmm. And so just really thinking through all of what I do and writing that on my resume. Um, and if anybody out there just taking the time to give some quick advice, if anybody out there is in the in a period of transition or pivot where you kind of want to pivot into a different role, my advice to you would really be to volunteer um, for someone who's in that role. Even if it's volunteering your time to get coffee with them. Um, But if I, I I basically was volunteering for Betty Branch, you know, because I wasn't getting paid for it. So it's like, but taking that experience and trying to, transition it into what an event planning role would look like. Yep. Um, I kind of want to touch on really quickly about resumes yep. um, because that was like the biggest obstacle for me mm-hmm. um, transitioning into events is because resumes are daunting, right? It's like, is my design cute? Yep. Is my shit worded right? Do I put a period at the end of every sentence? <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> stuff like is that. Is it Is it too long? <laughs> Um, it's pink or cute colors. Should I put my picture on it? Like there's so many questions yep. that you could have. And so I did, I used my resources. You know, I did my, uh, Batty Brunch retreat with a young lady, um, named Sade out of New York. She has a resume firm. Like that's what she does on the side. And I sent her all my stuff and she did my resume for me. And when she made it for me, I was able to continue to tweak it from there. As long as I have the skeleton, yep. I can add and do, you know, whatever. And I say this because with that, every interview that I went on, every job that I interviewed for, every HR person was like, your resume is beautiful. Aww. And that is what gave me the confidence to keep going. Because I'm like, well, shit, maybe my resume was trash. But no, they were like, you have an outstanding resume. It's so impressive. And da 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 So I say, get your resume in order. Yeah. Get the layout that you want because that gives you the confidence to, to transition into your next role. Yes. So you got a little boost of confidence mm-hmm. and that really put, you know, gave you some confidence to pursue these jobs that you possibly, you know, at one point felt like you didn't really have the experience to do. Correct. That is so great. And I want to also touch on even before you got the job at Macy's while you were applying for these jobs and being idle, you were still attending events. Can we talk about that? Because that's still major. And that's because that's also like you still doing your research, you still being in touch with what's on trend, you still, you know, being passionate about what it is, even though you were not even, you know, in the industry yet, you know, you weren't even doing Batty Brunch events at the time but you were still, you know, engulfed in your passion and attending other events and studying them and doing all that. Like, 
how and what did you even like gave you <laughs> the idea to do that? Because even when you would call me and take me out on dates to these events, yes, I was just like, yes. girl, how you like who does it? Some people, you know, who may have been in your situation, leaving Italy, coming back, you know, you mentioned not having no money and not really having the confidence you know, to continue to apply to these jobs that, you know, yeah. and being uncertain, but still, you know, getting out and, you know, being in your industry and doing what you were doing. Like, how? The, the, I know, right. And it, honestly, I forgot it. I forgot it. I'm so glad you brought it up. Because <laughs> to me, it's all a blur. But I know. Um, I am, I'm really big on zodiac signs. You know that. I'm a Sagittarius. Yes. And I'm very spontaneous. I act first, think later. Right. And so that's how I'm built. Um, I'm going to be very honest. While I was in Italy and when I came back, I mm -hmm. went through a depression. It was a very real moment for me. Mm -hmm. um, sitting in the house with the blinds down. I was in the dark all day. I was not getting out the bed until 5 p.m. to just to make dinner for my mom. You know, like that's how I was in Europe. I still explored, but I was very much so depressed because I did not feel confident. Mm -hmm. I felt broke, broken, mm -hmm. like I let myself and my family down, you know. And when I came back home for the in the beginning, I still kind of I let my jet lag kind of occur for a really long time, you know. Mm -hmm. Stayed in the bed, didn't talk to people. Um I just I was down on myself. I did not feel confident and strong and you know, whatever. But um I did feel the need to continue to be inspired. And I think that, and obviously I prayed a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I prayed all the time. Mm -hmm. It was nothing but God being very honest with you. Like mm -hmm. if I did not continue my faith, I really don't know where I would be. Um, but like praying a lot, praying to like get my confidence back. Um, I started to, I got invited to uh, some free events, mm -hmm. you know, cause a lot of events don't cost in the, in the mainstream event industry. A lot of those events don't cost and they still provide the same shit that we provide at our paid events. Mm -hmm. And so I was invited to an event at uh, Maggiano's for event professionals yeah. and going there by myself, I was like, it was like a whole new world. Just seeing how, honestly, how white people were doing events, <laughs> you know, seriously, yeah. I, I had never seen that before. And so mm -hmm. having like champagne bars, open bars, assorted, bites and or tapas you know like things like that meanwhile i'm having these events with like open bar this and a third dinner three thousand photo moments you know and all <laughs> this shit you know but for them less was more you mm -hmm. know and i still got and so it's like getting inspired and seeing how people do things there mm -hmm. then because going to that event alone it forced me to network right yes. and i met this guy this white guy who was like, I'm just going to send you like all the free events that I know of in the city. Oh and I was God. like, okay. And so he sent me a list of these like events. Oh and gosh. that was when me and you went to that event um, at the art gallery or, what, or the furniture gallery that we went yes. to. Yes, yes. That was free. There were still drinks and food, walking around, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff. And so going to that, it made me feel like I was in my element and mm -hmm. in the community that I belonged in. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times as a creative, 
it's inspiring to be around like-minded, you know, individuals. Yes. And so I realized that I never had a circle of event planners ever. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I never had that circle. So how do you get inspired by being around people who's not really, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Doing what you're doing to understand your plight. Yep. And so injecting myself in those events and in those spaces, I was just able to just see how they were running. Even yeah. seeing how down to like, remember it was time for us to go? I don't yes. know if you remember this. Yes. Time for us to go. They weren't like on the mic, like, nope. all right, everybody, it's time to go. Y'all got to leave. Nope. No, it was like, all right, y'all, nothing. Like, they just let people fizzle out. Yes. And they just started to clean up around them. And I was like, you know what? That's some classy ass <laughs> shit. I'm about to start doing that. You know, so just, it was important you know, for, me for to sure. Be for sure. It's almost like going to those events was like low key a vision board of where you, what you wanted wow. to do, where you wanted to be and things like that. So I, I love that they, they, like you say, you immerse yourself where you felt like you belonged and where you wanted to be. And that's, a, I mean, that's what you got to do. You know, that's sometimes that's what you got to do. You know, you a lot really of these do. people, everybody has to start somewhere, even with people on social media, you know, deeming themselves as, I don't know, creative directors and you looking, they ain't really got nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? They ain't really All got nothing often. to show for it. But that is what they deeming themselves as and that is what they're working towards. And eventually that's what, that's what's got, that's what it will be. And so I love that, not comparing you to that at all, but just saying, you know, it's very (laughs) important to see yourself doing something or being somewhere so that you can really make the conscious effort and steps to do what it is that you're trying to do. Seriously. So during this time, were you even thinking about Batty Brunch or Chandler Concept or was your plan really to land this job? Because before I can do that, I need this steady income so that I can continue to do what it is that I want to do. Correct. I was not thinking about Batty nothing. I didn't even post on Batty Brunch. Uh I have two Instagrams, my obviously my personal and then my business, which is Batty Brunch. And I did not think about it. I didn't, I didn't post. I didn't look, it wasn't, the engagement was at zero. Um, And part of me felt guilty, obviously, because like, I have like over 6,000 followers and I was providing zero content for them, Mm -hmm. you know, but I was just like, honestly, I love them. I hope they know that, but like, they will be okay. If Batty Brunch don't post nothing else, never, they will be okay. Yeah. Because I'm not okay. I don't, I don't have shit for them. Exactly. I don't have a a, a social media content creator or nothing. It was all me. So managing the website, managing merchandise, managing Instagram, that's Mm -hmm. all me. And I'm burnt out and I'm clueless. Mm -hmm. So I need to find the damn clues. And so that was me going to those places. Um, A lot of times, Sometimes I would think about the the intimate dinner situation that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I would try to plan that out. Um, but that's kind of more so it was like, even to have a dinner, you have to put money down. Yep. Any event, you have to put some type of money down. Yep. And I had nothing to my name. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I've got to do something to get money. Yes. Um, and that's why that was really a driving force for me to 
you know, to, to apply to, to yeah. work somewhere. So when you got that call um, that you had an interview at Macy's, how did that make you feel? How did you prepare for that? And why do you think you got picked for that job? Um, you know what? I, I send it all up to God because mm-hmm. I wasn't such a dark place. Um, and I don't know. It's like, I was so broke. It's so, it's so funny. I had that interview. Well, I had applied for the job and they told me that they had already picked someone else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, like this is an event job at Macy's. I've already worked at Macy's and I do events. Like this is perfect. Mm-hmm. And somebody else already got it. So I'm like, fuck. Um, and then two weeks later, I'm on LinkedIn and the HR lady emailed me and was like, we think you'd be great for this position. Can you send me your resume? I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like, uh, I thought the position already filled, but <laughs> yes, um, I can. Sent her over that and the process went super duper fast. Um, and after I had my first over the phone interview, I hung up the phone. I was preparing to call my best friend to tell her, you know, how, about how great it went. Yes. And Sprint, Sprint answered the phone. And was like, Sprint. your phone has been cut off. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Sprint answered my call. And they were like, excuse me, you know, your phone's been cut off. It was an automated voice system. Oh, my God. And I was like, so I am broke. Like, this is the <laughs> rock bottom, you know. And um, it was like a $400 phone bill. I don't even have oh, $100. My gosh. Was it because of Italy? <laughs> No, it was not because it, it was because remember Sydney is impulsive. So a month or two months after I quit Neiman's, <laughs> I had bought, I got two phones. I upgraded oh, my cell phone and they gave me a free phone, but you got to pay to keep the phone up. Anyway, yes. my, my bill was $400 and I'm like, what am I going to do? I had to call my mom. She had to, she gave me that mom talk. Very annoying. But she had to lend, <laughs> she had to loan me $400. Oh. Right then on the spot. So I could even, could, how am I going to have any more job interviews if my phone is off? Exactly. That's like what you need. Homeless people, they give homeless people phones so that they can get you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here destitute and depleted. And so I'm like, oh my God. So phone got cut back on. I'm talking to my best friend about it. We're, you know, so we're just like praying. Because at this point, yes. this has to be the role. And so yes. conversations with God all this time. And I go to these interviews. I show my best self, um, preparing, all this kind of stuff. And they call me and they were like, um, we have some news for you. We want to offer you the position. And I swear to you, I put this up to God. I dropped to my knees and I started crying. Oh my gosh. You know, but I couldn't like cry too hard because I was still on the phone. Yeah, so of like, oh my God. Tears were just falling because, and it was more money, the offer was for more money than I had ever made in my career. Um, and I was just like, this can't be real. And even though they offered me that, I told you, I took it. I was like, okay. I didn't negotiate shit. Right, right. I was like, what'd you say? Yes, mm-hmm. sign up, start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't until I talked to you, um, and you was like, you need to negotiate your salary. I know you're happy that you got a job, you got mm-hmm. this, that, and the third, but you need to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Went back to them, negotiated the salary, got that, 
and I'm like, oh I'm a working member of society. Yes, girl. <laughs> still bring it, it can bring me to tears at any moment because I really didn't. I thought I was gonna be homeless. I'm not even joking you. I was like, uh, maybe homelessness is in the cards. Oh my god, <laughs> no, girl, you could never, you could never, girl. But you yeah, that never. was it was an exciting moment. Okay, and now you have you have the job. You know, you talked about you know your plan was to first secure a job before you could ever think about um, Betty Brunch or what was next for that or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, with the job, did you come across any transitions or adjustments? Being that you came from doing your own events with your own team, and now to have to. I guess partner up with a whole new team of people with yeah. their own ideas and you know who may or may not be you know experts in this you know field. yeah um great question and uh, the answer is hell yes <laughs> uh, I'm still going through that transition mentally like going from like a be your own boss and I am the person that everyone looks to for guidance yes you know in order to execute these events and then going into something something to where I'm not the boss of that. You know, mm -hmm. I'm the event manager at this place, but I still have a, I have a team yeah. who have way more event experience than I do mm -hmm. um, on a higher level, like a high scale, like high level events, you know, like L magazines and yes. that type. And so I'm like, oh my God, this is a chance for me to learn and like really hone in on like my skill sets. But then, too, that's when imposter syndrome kicked in for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, wait a minute. I'm not lit. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yes, I've been doing all these events for the past four or five years. But they've been doing, like, they work with celebrities. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I love my Dallas peeps, but yes, they ain't no celebrities. And so I'm like, damn. So it was a transition of, like, of confidence. Yeah. Of trying to, which I still have not mastered, to be very transparent with you. It was like going in there bright eyed and bushy tailed, like, oh, I'm in the event industry. And then <laughs> my one of my first events, uh, we had a supper, coincidentally. Oh, we hosted nice. a supper um, for the South Lake community. And it was beautiful, but it allowed me to see how they host the supper. Mm -hmm. Right? With like mm -hmm. candlesticks and menu cards and napkins folded. and two inches from the table is where the plate should start. So I learned how to like plate a table. Mm. I ran the kitchen. I've never run a kitchen before, right? Oh, wow. So running the kitchen and telling my food and beverage manager, okay, how long is it gonna be for the scallops? How long is it gonna be for the this? <laughs> da, 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 da. You know, the chicken is cold, put it back in. Like all this kind of stuff. Oh wow. And timing it, you know, I'm not good on time. So timing the dinner yeah. to last two hours, it just, taught me so much yeah. but even then I'm like I'm used to knowing what the fuck I'm doing yeah and in that instance I realized I I didn't know at that moment what I was doing doesn't mm -hmm. mean I can't get there yeah right but I didn't know what I was doing and I'm blessed to have a boss who is 100% patient she believes in me she talks to me as if she believes in me Aww, um she reassures important. me I've never had management like that in my fucking life Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess the transition would be transitioning from being my own boss mm -hmm. to working for someone else, mm -hmm. but in a thriving environment, 
um, and just trying to have confidence when I go into work because I still don't have that. I still feel sometimes I feel less than, you know. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that's great that you even even with your boss because your boss can make or break your experience, and this being 100%. your first experience you have a great boss you know and you are actually learning from something because it's one thing because i do this and then i go into this just because i need you know some money or i need you know consistent check. right but right. then to not be learning anything or to have to deal with some bull you know from somebody and so just what you're saying just sounds like it was divine and that this is a position for you to challenge you and to teach you things and skills that you can apply to your own thing that you're doing on the side. So that's, this is like the perfect scenario and setup, you know, for people who want to have a side hustle and a career, you know, every full-time entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Full-time nine to five ain't for everybody, you know, but to have both in the same industry, you know, where you can learn how to better yourself in what it is that you're doing that's I think the sweet spot to all of this like being able to juggle both agree I I think that's the that's the importance to me of even having a side hustle because the side hustle should teach you something that you can use in your nine to five yeah some type of transferable skill yeah you know what I'm saying or it teaches you something completely different to where when you're ready to leave that nine to five maybe you don't have to leave the nine to five in general, right? You can right. transition to a different job and pivot because your the the the, the side hustle has taught you so much. Yeah. Um, that was my that was my instance, and the job that I have now it allows me to work from home yeah. uh, certain days out the week. And if I have an event, I don't have to be there eight hours of the day. You know, right. I can like do whatever I need to do the first half of the day, and then go in a couple hours before my event lay it all out, stay late, do my event recap, and then I'm off the next day, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've never had flexibility is one of the things that I pray for. Mm -hmm. I've never had that in a role. And so now I can, right, now the Chandler concept can be born, you know, and my soirees, my my suppers can like have life because... I'm able to, you know, plan them in peace. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. When I was working at Neiman's, I was like, I'm taking a long lunch break. I have to go to the dentist's office. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm going to take meetings at this local restaurant so I can host Betty Brunch there next month. You know, that was just a whole ordeal. So, yeah. So now we are in a pandemic and we're all working from home. Speaking of working from home. And, you know, it's hitting people differently all over. How has the pandemic affected you? Have you been affected by the pandemic? And what are you doing in your downtime when you're not working from home? And yeah, we'll get into like where you are with Batty Brunch now that you have a full-time job after. But what are you doing now? (laughs) So um, I was working from home in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, And then I think like a month in, um, Macy's placed all of its employees on furlough. Mm -hmm. So I've been furloughed. um, And I'm I'm not upset about that. You know, Mm -hmm. I understand the reasons why. It's not just Macy's that did that. You know, a lot of people have done it. So I don't feel alone. Um, I, they allowed us to apply for unemployment. 
And so that's where my stream of income is coming from at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. Cause I don't have any reason to spend money outside mm-hmm. of groceries, you know? Right. So I'm not mad at that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm currently not working from home every day is just my day to do whatever Sydney wants to do. Um, And I'm not really um, affected in that way. I was in the beginning because my mom lives in Italy Mm -hmm. and they were hit really hard with the pandemic. So I was nervous and anxious about that, but um, she's remained healthy. um, And uh, so that makes me happy. But yeah, like mentally, I'm not really affected because like we talked about, like, Sitting by myself, not spending money, staying at home, not going nowhere. I did that whole thing for seven months. Right. When I was pre-employed. So right. now, you know, it it affects me that I see people dying um, and, and, and losing out on, like, their homes because they have to pay rent and back rent. Right. Um, and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not affected socially. Right. Okay, we are going to take a small break to pay some bills, but we'll be right back, okay? Hey, girl, hey! This podcast is sponsored by the Millennial Wives Club. We are a community of supportive women who just so happen to be millennial wives, hence the name. We are actually more than just wives. We are mothers. We are bosses. We are friends, we are leaders in our community, daughters, sisters, and so much more. Despite the name, the Millennial Wives Club, you do not have to be a wife to join the club, but you do have to aspire to be a wife. If you are a woman who has a passion for connecting and supporting like-minded women, looking for a tribe to remind you that you are not alone, and don't mind going places with strangers who turn into sister friends, Join us. Just go to the website, themillennialwivesclub.com slash join the club for more details on how to join your local chapter or how to start your own. All right, girl, we'll see you then. Now let's get back into the show. All right, we are back. So Sydney, before we, you know, left off, you were telling us about you having downtime, you know, now that you have your job, you have your job at Macy's, you're working from home right now, you don't have a care in the world. And <laughs> now the question still remains, where are we with Batty Brunch? And what's next? Okay, well, here we go with an exclusive. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. So right now with Batty Brunch, Batty Brunch will um, still exist. Okay. Um, we will, I think the Southern Classic is a, we had the Southern Classic event last year partnered with uh, Black Menswear, mm-hmm. which is like essentially a, just a, it's like the Vuv Clicko Polo Classic that they host in LA and New York, except we bring it down to Dallas for the South. Um, for and the we do folks. for the regular folks, you know, open bar. <laughs> Um, endless apps, photo moments, that sort of thing. And so the goal is to still have that event um, in September, Lord willing, Rona willing. Um, <laughs> that will probably be the last event that Batty Brunch hosts, right? Okay. Um, and then Batty Brunch will still have merchandise because um, I feel like I just have to, I did not really delve into merch as much as I should have under mm-hmm. the Batty Brunch brand. 
And so I really want to continue that. And so I'm working with my graphic designer now um, and my t-shirt guy to curate some merchandise for, for the baddies and for the new yes. baddie mothers and for the new baddie babies. Um, oh, so that's so cute. That thing. All my friends got kids, so that part. <laughs> um, however, um, after the Southern Classic, I will essentially be b- bidding farewell to, to hosting events under the baddie brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone mentioned maybe hosting like a farewell brunch, you know, like a big Aww. brunch of all brunches yeah. to say goodbye. Um, I'm not opposed to that at all. Um, mm-hmm. I'm open to that. Um, but outside of that, there will be no more events curated under that brand. And we will, I'll transition uh, <laughs> into the Chandler concept. Um, Chandler is my last name. Um, every event that I do is a concept that I'm trying to to you know, bring across to the millennial audience. And so the Chandler concept will be born. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I love the name Chandler concept and the meaning behind it. And I love that you're transitioning into it. And as I've told you before about Batty Brunch, that was a series and that's, you know, even your events that you've had recently, like it, it goes beyond baddies. Like you got bows too, you know, you got the men to come into your event. So I love that now you are starting the Chandler concept. Are you afraid to take the risk of, you know, kind of leaving your baby, you know, your starting brand or what, you know, most people know you from and starting this Chandler concept? Cause it's kind of like, you know, starting, it's not starting over because, you know, you have a resume. Plenty. <laughs> Thank you, um, but just to introduce another side to you, because again, like this is not just for women, you know, now this is men. Yeah, I'm 1000% nervous. Um, when I started Batty Brunch, it wasn't because I was trying to start Batty Brunch. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a there's a level of innocence and naivete that comes along with starting a brand, not even on purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. You just like the sky's the limit type shit. Yeah. Um, and you don't know what to expect. But now um, I do know what to expect. I do know how um, creating a brand can go um, yes. and, and what all type of determination and confidence it takes to do something like that. Um, yes. I am kind of sad to leave Batty Brunch behind because it just has such a great ring to it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but um, I do. I mean, I do still I own the trademark. And so I am going to license Batty Brunch. And so where I'm not going to be hosting Batty Brunches in Dallas, it doesn't mean that the baddies in Minnesota don't want to host the Batty Brunch. Like everybody right. else can host the Batty Brunch. I just won't be doing that. Right. Um, and with the Chandler concept, it is because I've had a lot of co-ed events, mm-hmm. right? I welcome all genders. And so when I have something, the Batty Brunch, people either associate it with brunch only or that it's only for women. And I think that it has in a sense hindered um, the growth of my demographic um, because people make an assumption based on the name. And also baddie is just a, it's a slang term that might not stand the test of time. And so let's go to, let's transition into something more mature. Yes, Um, come on, transition. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, And so the Chandler concept is like, same as like you know elevated experiences for the millennial professional Mm -hmm. right 
like you gave in your beautiful introduction of me, it is the opportunity for people to walk in and feel like Jay-Z and Beyonce have open bar or have an all-inclusive experience when they sit at my event. Um, I care about the experience that people have. I'm not a, it's not just a party. I'm not right. getting a bar guarantee and we're not having a day party. Like it's bigger than that for me. Yes. Um, and so I wanted to have the channel concept, but to your point, it is a sense of starting over. Yeah. It's creating that brand recognition, yeah. right? Where everybody was kind of getting used to seeing Batty Brunch. Yeah. Now they're going to see the channel concept. So now I got to create all these, you know, this digital collateral and then yes. create this thing and redo my, in my uh, website and yeah. all this kind of stuff to get people, you know, familiar with who the hell the Chandler concept is. Yes. So when they see that on a flyer for the next event, they're not like, what the fuck is that? Yes. You know, they right. know what to expect. <laughs> yes. No, I love that. So, um, I know Batty Brunch, you know, with, like you mentioned the name Brunch. So with, Chandler concept I know you mentioned suppers intimate yeah. suppers and you were inspired from your trip to Italy where you saw that whole experience so can you just talk a little bit more about that maybe like what experience can one expect from the supper yes child so <clears throat> I brunches are just mm, overdone to <laughs> If this is a safe space, if I can say yes, that. Yes, um, Brunches are overdone. Um, people have been brunching since forever. So I it's not going to end. I love brunch too. <laughs> I fucking love brunch. I love yes. partying in the daytime and eating with my friends and looking cute with the light hitting right. I love all that shit. But when it comes to have, making it an event, I feel like people have just thrown the word brunch on everything. Yes. And no one, I don't want to say no one, but a lot of people don't really care what that means for people. Yeah. They think mm-hmm. if you have chicken and waffles and you're having a brunch event. And it's yep. bigger than that for me. Yeah. Um, which let me know that my brand is bigger than the time of day than yes. that we eat. Right. Yes. So <clears throat> I was like, okay, lunch, mm, that's cool and all, but eh, too close to brunch. Breakfast too early, I'll be late. So <laughs> what can I do um, that's still elevated and like yes. shows that maturity, right? And so yes. that's where the supper came in. I've seen dinners, never seen a supper, right? Yes. Um, and so my name is Sydney. So I'm like, oh, the Sydney Supper Series. Or like Perfect. Supper with Sydney. Or like, you know, <laughs> supper with Steph. Like what, you know, what can yeah. I do? And so I hosted my first supper um, in February. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at Fine China. It's a restaurant at the Statler. Um, yes. Very grown and sexy vibe. Very much so elevated. Had a private room. All-star customer service experience. Yes. Um, and so I greeted. I had 12 guests. The goal was 15. But I think moving forward, 12 was where I'm going to stop it. Because mm-hmm. 15 would have been too much. See, um, look, at, look at you. That went from uh, 500 to uh, 15. I know. That's how you do it. It's called downsizing. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I partnered with the hostess, you know, and I told her, like, I'm expecting this many people. Please guide them to the bar. Their first cocktail is on me. Um, and this girl, um, isn't that just like you get yes. that? Like, the first drink is on me. Um, and so I greeted them with my bubbly personality, walked them to the space, opened the slid, open the private doors and instructed them to like find their name card. Um, Uh 
I had my calligrapher to do these cute black glossy uh, nameplates with a mm-hmm. chrome ink. It was very wedding-esque. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So the girls found their names. And we went around. We introduced ourselves. Name, zodiac, passion, profession, and your why. Like, what is your why? Um, we did that. You also can share, like, what is your, um, what's your um, offer and what's your ask? What can you offer everyone at this table? Yeah. And what are you asking of everyone at this table? Yeah. And from then, we just have very open, candid, transparent conversations about where we are. There were tears shed, not on purpose, you know, uh-huh. but just like tears yeah. were shed. People had lost parents. People were adopted. <laughs> people had imposter syndrome. It was just, it's a real honest moment. Yes. And I think it goes back to the original reason why I started Batty Brunch in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that is to build genuine community mm-hmm. amongst the women at the table. Yes. And so that's what, that's the idea behind the supper. Um, that's kind of where it will go. Mm-hmm. Eventually I'll have co-hosts at the supper. Um, yes. And so you will be there to talk through um what you're great at, right? Which is like balancing the nine to five and the side hustle and like having a digital presence. Um, I have a trademark attorney there to talk about how to trademark your business properly, licensing your business, like all this kind of stuff to where you walk away, not just with the connections alongside of you, but just how to elevate your brand as well. So, right. Well, you have said a lot. You, you, you went through a lot and you taught us a lot, you know, through your I story. Hope so. But what have you, what have you learned about yourself in these transitions? Do you have any regrets and what advice can you give to the woman who may feel like life is throwing them a lot of curveballs and they just don't even know like how to get yeah, through? Yeah, of course. Um, what I learned about myself is that sometimes I'm lazy. Like, I'm lazy as fuck sometimes. <laughs> um, sleep will get the best of me. And, like, I'll be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I learned that about myself. And it's not a thing to be celebrated, right? It's just, like, right. something that I I learned. Mm-hmm. I also learned that I don't really like planning that much. <laughs> like, I love event planning. Like, yes. I can plan an event when it comes to okay, I want to launch the Chandler concept. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's plan that. What are you going to put on your website? Yeah. What are you going to put on your Instagram? Like, I get overwhelmed really fast. Yeah. And I'm like, so overwhelmed that I'm like, fuck it, I just ain't going to do it. Or fuck <laughs> it, I'm going to just, I'm going to release the three weeks ahead of time, you know, so I ain't got to plan that much. <laughs> um, I've, I've learned that, like, planning is important. Yes. When you, when you do shit last minute, you either end up having it look last minute mm-hmm. or you burn yourself into the ground yes. because you're doing your hands are in so many pots 24 hours before your event or before yep. your release. And so I've learned the importance of planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned the importance of faith. Um, yes. I'm not a church goer, mm-hmm. not because I'm not celebrating that. I wish that I was, right? Right, right. I've learned the importance of, like, I would not have nothing if I did not pray and manifest. Yes. Like, I changed my password. Y'all don't know this. I changed my password to all my accounts to the salary that I wanted to make. Oh, wow. So every time that I logged into whatever I was logging into, I had to manifest what I wanted to make 
And now I'm like 10K shy of like what that number is. You know what I'm saying? And so I learned that kind of stuff, right? Um, So that's what I learned about myself um, in these transitions. Any regrets, the regret would be lack of planning. (laughs) 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 Um, Like I said, I am a Sagittarius. So spontaneity is like my love language. Um, But I wish I would have planned a little more. Um, I wish I would have, when I quit my job, you know, I also went to LA, I went to Austin and then I went to Europe. I wish I would have sat my ass down a little bit and been like a substitute teacher or something, just like make more, some type of more money to just like better plan out my transition. Um, I think is a regret of mine. Um, and as far as like what advice I could give to someone who like keeps getting those curveballs thrown at them. I first just want to say the cliche thing that you're not alone, but you're not like, it's just the facts. Um, obviously like I had hella curveballs thrown at me from poverty to rejection, to self doubt, to Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. I don't have haters. I am my hater. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the most dangerous thing that could happen to a person Mm -hmm. um, when you're trying to start something. So as long, once you get your mental together, I feel like you can start to receive things in a more positive way. Um, My advice would be to pray. I don't know who you pray to or what you pray to or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I prayed a lot um, and spoke what I wanted. I still have not mastered manifestation. Uh Uh-huh. Cause I feel like that's me telling God what he about to do. And I just feel like that's rude, but <sighs> just speaking it into existence, but just speaking it, right. Just speaking it and be like, God, okay. I ain't telling you what to do, but right. this is what I want. <laughs> this is what I want. Can you make that happen for me? Yes. Let, if that's where you want me to be, like, let me receive all the things that you want to be for me. Yes. Um, that's the advice. Um, and really quickly, if you're trying to pivot into some type of different role um, that you're, you know, you don't, you feel like you don't have the experience in. Like I said earlier, volunteer in that area, you know, mm-hmm. offer your time. I've been needing volunteers all the fucking time and mm-hmm. I never have enough, you know, so volunteer for people, um, offering just to sit with them and, and grab coffee. Not even mm-hmm. so much looking for a mentor. I mean, that's great, but just mm-hmm. like, it could be just one to two meetings of you like saying, this is what I really want. Can I just help you out? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Or reaching out to your favorite people and asking them one to two questions. Right. That don't take a lot of time from them. Um, and the last piece of advice that I want to offer is do not be afraid to receive criticism and feedback. Yep. That is something that I am overcoming. Mm-hmm. After every event, I never have a survey because... I feel like I know what went wrong. I don't need you telling me. But right. after the midnight ball last year, my team was like, you need to have a survey. And I was like, fine. And that op- it, it was difficult to read through, but it yeah. was important because was. now I know moving forward what is important to the person, right? Yes. And outside of post-event surveys, just feedback from people in your industry, from your tribe, from anyone who is invested in you being able to receive that and not being overly sensitive to where you're like, fuck that. I know what's best. It's like, eh, (laughs) 
you might know what's best, but like they know they can see something, but the outside looking in is, yeah. is very insightful. So don't be too good or too proud to receive advice. Even on the flip side of that, you asking for their feedback and, and advice shows that you care. So yeah. even if you, you know, feel the way that you feel, the fact that you ask them as a person who is actually taking time to give you feedback, that means that you care. So that even speaks volumes to you and your business without you even noticing. <laughs> for sure. And so. then too, give yourself grace. Like, for sure. Carlene Roy was talking about that on her IG live. And it's like, so what you got rejected for this? So what that yep. you planned on launching your t-shirt line in December yep. and whatever, give yourself grace. And just because at the end of the day, nobody knows when you're going to launch except for you. Exactly. I could not launch Chandler Concept until December 2022 if I felt like it. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all up to me. So give yourself grace um, throughout this journey because it, the transition is not an overnight win, right? It's, it's a transition because it takes time. So. Exactly. Most definitely. Well, I hope after listening to this episode, you learned something from Sydney's transitions. If Sydney never left her previous job, she would have never gotten the job as an event manager at Macy's, which is an opportunity to build her resume as an event curator, which is her dream job. And she getting paid to do it. Okay. And in life, the only thing constant is change. Yes, it disrupts our life. And we don't always know why things happen. But just know that disruption shapes you for the next transition in your life. And when you are in the next transition, be sure you give yourself time to reflect on what just happened in the previous one, like Sydney did. What worked? What didn't work? What would you do next time? What did you learn about yourself? What did you wish you knew before it started? What would you tell someone who is going through that transition at this time? It won't be your last transition, but you have the opportunity to prepare yourself for the next stage. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you so much, Sydney, for sharing your story. You're welcome, child. <laughs> Until next time. Well, all right, friends, that's all I got. Until next time, thank you for tuning in to Women in Transition. I am your host, Tia Davidson. I hope you enjoyed the show. For show notes and submission of questions, please visit www.accordingtotia.com. But before you do that, can you do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast? And while you're there, leave a rating and a review on iTunes. I would really appreciate your feedback and your support. And if you're not already following me at According to Tia or at the Millennial Wives Club, you are missing out. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Step out of my comfort zone, I'm not afraid. See, I don't want to block what God has for me. Watching what I feed my mind, good energy. Good energy. And I let go the people that's no good for me. See, I'm fully, fully persuaded, persuaded that I can do this. Yeah, I can make it. I'm an entrepreneur with integrity. I like nothing. I ain't no sense of jealousy. I ain't gotta Yeah.